the Smash Daily Podcast. Weekdays 4 to 6 on 107.1, the Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. the show with stereo that's me and you listening we rock the show with stereo i don't even know if uh, people have stereo anymore hey uh by the way whether it's in stereo or mono at one point in time all you got was mono then you got to you know quad and quad was like you know in each corner of the room salute to bob heil he's one who I don't know what you call it, invented that, put that together for the who. Remember, uh, remember Quadrophenia? I don't know what they got nowadays, the kid. You don't need nothing. The speaker in your phone is a pretty good speaker. But no matter how you listen, I ask you, speaking the language of the young, I ask you to be listening to Smash Daily in our time change. Time change happens next Wednesday. I won't be here Monday or Tuesday. But Wednesday, Smash Daily starts up 3 to 5 o'clock. 3 to 5 o'clock right here on WBGZ. As we say in the sporting world, fans, be there. power to the people we think of the capabilities of this young man known only as la professore and la professore as an american name mark Kaysen. and la professore is such a well-dressed man he could be on the streets of milano he could be on the streets of roman he could be on the streets of anywhere and be looking good because he's wearing a st louis suit company suit how are you, lad? Yeah, and all those people in, in those different cities, they would look at you and they would say, oh, it's the St. Louis Suit Company in Clayton on the corner of Central and Forsyth. I think they That's would. What, they would all say that, wouldn't they? I think they would, because it is international. And wherever you go, you are international. In fact, you know, they're looking for the Nick, the, just, you would be so odd. They're looking for the next James Bond. And in your St. Louis suit company suit, you are Bond to the max, man. Yeah, that's probably out of my league. Oh, it is, yeah. But, you know, I, I, did, I did hear you earlier what? talking about the different kinds of uh, of equipment that, that people use today. Yeah. And, and I did think that you 
probably didn't you used to use one of those things you had to crank that thing up <laughs> uh, oh maybe uh, that old, was someone else the old, no, you're thinking of the old RC, you're thinking of the old rca and that, yeah that is my <laughs> my, my pet dog uh, who was uh, the dog listening through that big megaphone speaker on the edge of the quote-unquote record player from those particular days. We know those particular days, and we know a lot of particular days. Mark Kaysen, the professor there, he leans to the left. That don't make him bad people. Professor, what is going on in society today, man? You got the George Floyd trial going. Then you got the right situation in also Minneapolis happening over there. Then you got the kid in Chicago. And now you got the uh, Federal Express guy, man. What is happening? I just don't understand why people want these guns. I know. I know. I mean, I just let me tell you why. I just don't get it. I'll tell you how you get it. You get it because, and I I never wanted guns before, and then one day he said, come on, Smash, you got to take, uh, you got to go shooting with us. Okay, this is about 10, 12 years ago. Uh, There's a place called, uh, I think it's called a Bullseye over there in South City. And uh, the first time I shot a gun, it was so explosive and so ferocious, I thought to myself, I don't like guns. But if somebody who wanted to do me or my family or my girl, or my friend's harm, had a gun. That guy can make me do anything he wants me to do. I better get myself some protection. That's the way I look at guns. I think that's the way a lot of people look at guns. See, and and the thing I don't understand about that Mm -hmm. is that if you had yourself the sweetest giant Mm -hmm. dog, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking about you could have have a a gorgeous white German shepherd, Mm And I mean, and they are beautiful dogs yep. and, and, and smart. They, they understand everything. And you can have a dog like that. And first of all, no one would ever come in your house because they hear the barking and they go yeah. to any other house but right. your house. That's a good point. That's a good and, point. And then, and then plus the fact if they came anywhere near you, that dog would tear them apart. Yeah, but, you know, uh, that gun can also kill that dog and then onward into the rest of the house, my man. Yeah, and that guy can also steal your gun. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. So, I mean, of... yeah, there are a thousand stories and yeah. hypotheticals you can come up with, yep. but we've got 400 million guns, and they're shooting people at Federal Express. Terrible. That's just, just terrible. And then... Here's the other pity of the whole thing. Not that I want these guys to stay alive, but then these cowards, these pusillanimous punks are shooting themselves and killing themselves afterwards so nobody can do anything to it, you know? And, right, And it's, right. it's kind of like I myself, if a guy comes up and shoot up, shoots up Federal Express and he's still alive, I don't know why we got to spend two years trying to figure out how to try him. There's only one thing to do. You got to shoot him yourself. That's just me. And I might be a bad guy for thinking that way, but I tell you what, Mark, and I call you Mark because I love you. Once you see what that gun can do when it's pointed at you, you're going to say, I better give myself some protection. Now, if you're a badass and you understand high karate and all that kind of stuff, and you think you're fast enough, you can beat a bullet, then go on with your bad self. But I'd rather be, as the kids say, packing in certain situations than be caught unarmed and or off guard. You know, I think we'd be better off if we just got rid of everybody's guns mm-hmm. and then said, look, you can have a bow and arrow. <laughs> it would do a lot less damage. A little crossbow. No, I think it'd do more damage, to tell you the truth, man. You imagine having to carry one of those, <laughs> one of those things around? It'd be terrible. 
but you can sling it over your back, sort of like the arrow himself does, you know. And uh, you could be, you know, Robin Hood-like with it slung across your back, or else you can walk around like Friar Tuck with a couple of AK-47s hid underneath your monk's robe. But that's just me thinking in different It's a mess. It's a mess, Smash. It's a mess. And it's not going to get any better until we get rid of the number of guns that we've got in this country, which is probably never. And you can't get rid of those guns, man. Because if it's one thing is for sure, is once you get rid of those guns, the only people who are going to have guns, the criminals are going to have guns because they got ways to get those guns. But the normal guy, the easygoing guy that's wanting to protect his property, wanting to protect his himself, wanting to protect his family, don't take those guns away from him, at least not the privilege of having a gun, because you got to protect yourself, especially the way everything's being portrayed in society at the present day. I'm going to slide off right here. And I love, oh, God, it's kind of like, you know, Biden. This is just me, just takes, you know, I do different kinds of takes because I Biden over here is getting on the Russians. And it's kind of like, well, he's getting on the Russians to show that he's not going to be able to be manhandled and manipulated by the Russians like Trump supposedly was. And he's going to be a badass over here and tell Putin what. One of the things I know just from growing up in European society, and I'm talking about we're Greeks, we're from Greece, that's a country. One of the things I know is that mentality, don't give a rat's rear end who you are or what you say or how you're going to threaten me because I am as bad, if not better than you. In fact, I probably am better than you because I ain't out there yelling about everything I'm going to do. And then be unable to do it. That's just me thinking off the side. Well, first of all, I think you're a hundred percent right. Okay. And 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 here's the thing, though, that's yeah. going to throw you. All right. See, see, we did one thing in our history. Yeah. In our short 240 year history, we did something very smart. Mm-hmm. We gave billions of dollars to the people who hailed Hitler. Yeah, that's right. We. We gave them billions. Yeah. They they fought us. They killed six million yep. Jews. Yep. They were the worst people on the face of the earth. And we gave them billions of dollars, rebuilt their society, and today they're our best friend mm. in the world. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Same with the Japanese, all right? You know, they're the same ones well, that bombed right. us on, on Pearl Harbor. No, they're, they're not our friends, but we're playing like... We do so much for them, they got to be our friends. I don't know how many well, strokes. Well, you know what? That's good enough. It's not good enough. I don't know how many strokes you got to do on somebody before they come and say, you know what? I'm going to rob you of this. I'm going to rob you of your, of your capability as being the, quote, unquote, best, strongest nation in the world because I'm going to lay low until I don't have to. That is the whole mentality of the Middle East because they're going to come up someday. They got their cells in place, and one day, whoever's running those cells, whether it be the Ayatollah, whether it be some cat in a mountainside in Afghanistan, he's going to say, all right, cells rise, and then what's going to happen? He's all oh, your conspiracy uh, theorist smash. Well, there's a lot of reason to be one, and I ain't being one because I'm some kind of nut. I'm being one because I'm trying to analyze so that I can have the precaution to apply myself correctly Make sure I got that gun for when those guys try to come through and or to me, my friends, my family, my property. So 
let me apply my theory right. to Iran. All right. Because everybody that I know from Iran, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you something, mm-hmm. I know I know one guy, who, and, and I guarantee you've eaten at Telena's Italian restaurant, I right? Love it. I love it. Okay, there you go. Yep. Uh, the guy, the guy that owns Telena's, his name is Mehdi Ruwani. Mm-hmm. He's he's Iranian. He owns an Italian he's place. Thir- he's owned it for thirty-seven years. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. Iranian. I love that place. It's delicious. Delicious food. I love it. Yep. You know, I, I I hope we all get to go there when when the masks come off. Yeah. But here's the deal. Many will tell you the people in Tehran don't like the Ayatollahs or any of the rest of that stuff. Those people are like the people in Los Angeles. Yeah. It is a metropolitan city. They want their cell phones, their their equipment, their cars. They want to make money. They want to be successful. And if the United States helped them to become more successful— they kicked those ayatollahs out so far, mm-hmm. you'd never hear from them again. Right, right. But they can't do that because of the fact that these guys have a grip on society based on religion, all right? Not their relationship with God or whatever, based on religion. And if you don't adhere to that, then all of a sudden they got a grip on you too because your neighbors will rat you out. Your neighbors will kill you. That's the way they live over there. It's a very unfortunate thing. And, of course, you know, the leftist uh, media will show all the wonderful cosmopolitan nature of the great city of Tehran. What they don't do is show the undercurrent, the the dark white undercurrent, the belly of the beast. Well, I say we rooted out the crazies in Germany. And I understand there are <laughs> right. people hanging around there that were, that are thinking, gee, can we get Hitler back? Yeah. But but they're not getting Hitler back. Right. And and I'm t- we could do the same thing in places like Iran mm-hmm. and, and just wipe out the vast majority of this lunacy. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it. You said it at the beginning. You can't threaten these people. There's no they don't. They don't, they don't respond to that. to that. They don't take to that. No, they don't. And uh, because of one thing, they they know what their retaliatory capabilities are. And like I said, they ain't worrying about it because their soldiers are already in place. All they need is the flick of the switch and boom, off it goes. That's Mark Kaysen uh, right there. We call him the professor only because we hold him in high regard as to his intellect and his delivery of his particular angle on things. He leans to the left, but that don't mean he's bad people. Love to you, my man. We try, Smash. We try. (laughs) You have a great weekend, and next week, 3 o'clock. We love it. All right, 3 to 5 o'clock. I appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you next week. (laughs) Okay, Smash. Be good. Bye. So smashing in here at 5.30. Going to get you to the weekend about half an hour. It's like Mark Kaysen was saying a moment ago. Don't forget, this coming Wednesday. Won't be here Monday or Tuesday, but Wednesday, 3 to 5 o'clock, new time for Smash Daily here on WBGZ. This weekend also, because of the weather, it's breaking. And people are saying, yeah, it's house buying time. Yeah, 
I've sat too long in my house in this COVID period. And I've learned about it, what I don't want to know about it. <laughs> so I need to get myself a new house. Kids are coming back from college and they ain't leaving. Kids are coming back from college. Or maybe some have already left. And in a way to make sure they don't return, living with you, living off of you, you're downsized. Yeah, but then they're on the, on the couch. What? You handle it the way you want to handle it. Because if it's time to buy a house, it's probably time to sell a house. So you sell yours. How do you do that? You list with a leader. List with a re- Matt Horn and everybody over there. They'll take care of you. No problem. Talking about Landmark Realty. This is the weekend to really get it going. We're in the middle of April. Spring is sprung, and spring more of it is coming on, and summer's coming on. And, man, let me tell you what. With the mortgage rates as low as as they are, like 1.34, something like that, you can get a house like you can't even believe you could could ever get a a house like that, you know, because the mortgage allows you to get a bigger house at the same, if not less, than what you're paying on what you got right now. Just because the times, they are changing. Take advantage of these folks. They understand the business. They know how to deal with the paperwork. And when it comes time to sell that house, you list with a leader. And that is Landmark Realty. If it's time to buy a house, get to the website and see everything that's available in the River Bend and more. All right? Godfrey, Landmark. Dot com. Dig the smash. Anywhere, anywhere. Anywhere. The Smash Daily Podcast. Hungry? I'm hungry. Got to get on over. In fact, I got, I'm going over to Family Church tonight for the Friday night services, so I got a little time. We'll stop on by in Creve Corps, the place known as Gulf Shores. They got a location over here in Edwardsville. Oh, it's good food. It's that food of the Big Easy. That Creole cooking, that Cajun cooking. Ooh, that's good. Gulf Shores. Check out the the menu. Check out the everything that's on the website. I mean, everything. You'll know ahead of time what you want to get just based on how your mouth is watering looking at the menu. Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Daily moving this coming Wednesday, two, three to five o'clock. And Ed Wheatley, man who indeed doesn't understand Major League Baseball, understands the Cardinales. Eduardo, I got to ask, is yeah. you coming with me three to five o'clock when I move on Wednesday? Sure. Absolutely. Right. We're on. We're on. Ed Wheatley knows baseball. I'm so glad that I got this guy to talk baseball. I think Julie Lolly for setting this whole uh, deal up in the first place. Remember when you came on as a guest? Yep. That yep. was fantastic. So, uh, before we get to anything, how the Cardinals doing? Because, honestly, and it's just because I'm so busy, believe it or not, uh, how are they doing? I don't know. Well, again, it's early. We're only a few yeah. weeks into right. the season. They've kind of played so-so. They're a 500 club right now. Mm-hmm. 
they're working through some things. They've got some injuries. They've got some uh, players that aren't uh, performing as expected. And, you know, we just got to get through this rough patch. That's part of everybody's game. I mean, you know, if you just say, hey, well, you know, you're 500, but yet you're only one game back. Yeah. One game back to Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Cincinnati's supposed, you know, they're not expected to be mm-hmm. anywhere near the top by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's just, just this chemistry evolving. But, you know, they've made some good good days. Arenado is everything he was dreamed to be. Uh, pitching, they've had some injuries. They've had some um, inconsistent pitching. Yeah. Uh, and, they got an outfield that is having trouble hitting the ball. But, yep. you know, things can change in an instance in baseball. That's the beauty of baseball. It's a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. It's 162 games. Yeah. And, you know, we're just, you know, hitting double digits in in this in that uh, marathon. Reedy Press, R-E-E-D-Y, Reedy Press has Ed Wheatley's books there. Baseball in St. Louis, fantastic. Incredible Cardinals, another fantastic. And then this one right here. St. Louis Browns, the story of a beloved team. And this is an Emmy Award winner when they did the documentary off of this. And I got to tell you what, if you want a great baseball book, get one, if not all, of these three books. That's what I'm turning you on to, Reedy, R-E-E-D-Y, press on that. So let me ask you, I'm just thinking, we got about seven minutes here. When these guys make, when these guys make their contracts, let's say a guy is hitting 157. But in their contract, do they have a clause that says, we're going to pay you a million dollars a month? I'm just using a figure. A million dollars yeah. a month if you hit 300 or more. If you hit under 300 for that month's average, you're not getting a million. You're only getting 500,000. They do contracts like that, man? Well, in a way, yes. In a way, no. They don't okay. really say, hey, if I get this, I get this. Mm. But if I do this, I get low. A lot of times what they'll do, and you know, you seen a guy like Wayne, Adam Wainwright the last right, couple of years. Right. They'll take a low contract, a million or two millions, but then it's loaded with incentives. If sure. I get so many innings pitched mm-hmm. or so many hits, so mm-hmm. many home runs, mm-hmm. you know, it might be these double steals. If I make the All Star game, if we make the World Series, so what may start out as a one or two million dollar contract can can blossom into double uh, figures because wow. you've got all these incentives in yeah. there, and that's really you know, it's not like. Um, I don't get this level. I go down. That hasn't really ever happened. It's happened to a, guy, a few guys. You know, in the old days when you come in and you know, my, you know, Stan Musial might have hit three sixty. Comes in. Yeah. Well, this year I only hit three twenty. I go down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, those aren't the days. Yeah. Uh, but it's one number, and you, and you load them with incentives. But then That's again, they're the, the one guys you try to keep. They have these huge numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what, because you're expecting them at a certain level. And then if they don't perform, you still got yeah. that number, especially when they're a multi-year contract. All right, let me ask you this, man. Let's say a dude does a contract, and he's not really getting all the money that he wants, so he does the thing like, okay, I want 100 seats <clears throat> on the third base line for me and my family and friends, and he gets paid in tickets, and that way he can give them to people and or sell them himself. There are there are all kinds of different gimmick things put in I know. to contracts. And sometimes people get tickets, which, you know, for the IRS, the same as getting paid. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, that's right. And then, you know, there's some guys who, you know, have been retired for 20 years, like a Bruce Suter. He's still getting paid. You yeah, know, when he had a right. contract, he signed that big one with the Braves. It yeah. would last, you know, for 25, 30 years. And, right. uh, you know, there's a couple of players who have had long-term contracts where they extended the contract out, taking 
lesser amount in each of the years, but extended it. Are you going to pay me for the next 20, 30 years? And they've actually died, so he was getting paid when he was dead. <laughs> wow, that's right. That's, yeah. let, me, let me go off on a tangent here. I was talking with a friend of mine, and because um, I do a lot, a lot of work with the Pujols Family Foundation. And we're talking about, uh, you know, right. is this going to come back, uh, you know, strong now that we're kind of like dissipating out of the COVID uh, portion of our lives? And he made, uh, I think it would be fantastic if it can be done because Albert is in the last year of his contract, as I understand it, with the uh, with the Anaheim Angels. And, right. and wouldn't it be great to give Albert a, a contract for one more year because his career is, uh, you know, on the on the other side? Wouldn't it be great to have Albert come back to St. Louis and finish out his career as a St. Louis Cardinal? Well, that's you know, there's there's a lot of people who are hoping something like that happens. Yeah. Now, there's a couple complications with that. Oh. First of all, one complication is is that upon the end of his contract, he has a ten year uh, commitment contract with the Angels. Oh, he does. So, okay. Yeah, and so that that is kind of a you know, when he retires, can he come back for the big parade at the beginning of the year yeah, and right. you know, wear a Cardinal uh, sport coat? Yeah. You know, the, he definitely is going to go in the Cardinal Hall of Fame as well as Cooperstown's definitely. Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are some people who think, well, he could come back in September, uh, you know, just that last month and go out as a Cardinal. Now the problem with that is you got Paul Goldsmith, who is, yeah. you know, one of the team leaders playing right. first base. Albert, yeah. you know, he's not going to play the outfield or mm-hmm. – He's not going to play third base because there, you know, he did play third base with mm-hmm. uh, Cardinals. Well, you got Nolan Arenado, who's, mm. who's the best player on the team. Yeah. So trying to fit a fit for him. Now, one possibility is he could say, I still want to play next year if the National League were to go to the designated hitter. Uh-huh. That would find a slot for him yeah. because he's not going to take first base or third base. You know, is he an everyday designated hitter? You know, he could be a – I mean, he's, he's, he's still fearful. He's still getting uh, home runs. He's got a couple this year. He, yeah. he, he's batting down around the 250s, but that's better than most of the Cardinal players, I hate yeah. to say it. But, right. Uh, so, I mean, if he were to come back next year, the National League would have to have a DH. Los Angeles would have to let him do that, even mm-hmm. though his contract's out. He's got this 10-year personal mm-hmm. contract with the Angels. So, I mean, there's – I wouldn't say it, it wouldn't happen. I wouldn't yeah. say never. I mean, you know – you know he's got to go into the Hall of Fame with a, with a Cardinal gotcha. emblem on his on his hat. Got gotcha. to. Uh, you know all his, you know he's he's hit milestone numbers of a high number in uh, in the Angels, but yeah. the bulk of what got him there and the things he did in St. Louis all happened in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know he St. Louis is what put the numbers in mm-hmm. place for That's him right. to be a Hall of Famer. And, That's right. Um, he's got the World Series championships here in St. Louis, mm-hmm. not, none in uh, Los Angeles. Right. So, you know, I think everybody would love to see it. I think people, you saw the ovations two years ago when he was here. I think there's no longer bitterness of him leaving. It's You respect what he did for the game here in St. Louis. Definitely. Talking with Ed Wheatley here. His books are available to you at Reedy, R-E-E-D-Y, ReedyPress.com, one more questions if anybody know it'd be you because you know MLB you know the history of the game yeah. you yeah. have to answer this question to me and I'm just thinking I ain't bad mouthing nobody you go the way you want to go I'm just wondering Fred Bird does he need a change of attire to come to the modern times <laughs> I will give you uh, 
an answer to that. Okay. Because I have actually been a mascot wearing a Browns uniform two years ago. Wow. Uh, The the Browns fan club has a mascot. Yeah. And they had a a day honoring the the 1944 World Series of Cardinals Browns. So Mm -hmm. Fred Bird and I are good friends. I've... uh, I won't I give it away any secrets, yeah. but we both did that. And I want to tell yeah. you, that is a hard thing to do, shooting those uh, shirts up in the stands and <laughs> trying to stand on that and not fall off the dugout into the That's dugout right. because it's only about three and a half feet wide and you're yep. pulling back on those girls. Yep. But, you know, I'm not always for changing things. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of the class uh, mascots, mascots yeah. outfits, and persons in the major leagues. There are some that are just so silly and wacky. You're kind of like, what is that? But you know, it, there's something about Fred Bird, and it, you know, it just is a replica of the Cardinal uniform, which he wears, is so classy. I mean, the, the Cardinal uniform is one of the classiest and most stoic in all of baseball. Exactly. Um, and you know, maybe he could lose a little weight, but uh, that's part of his his <laughs> okay. jiggle. His jiggle is what turns the kids on. You know, um, you I, go. I got to just say, I'd leave Fred Bird exactly the way he was. I'm with you on that, man, because Fred Bird is Fred Bird's into perpetuity. Fred Bird is Fred Bird. You don't touch Fred Bird. That's just me no. thinking out loud. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, you know, sometimes they try to streamline these guys and yeah. make them more, more to the modern and everything. And I think that this city, uh, this region, uh, is such a big fan of tradition that you don't want to alter the tradition that Fred Bird does indeed represent as Fred Bird. Well, it's not only tradition, yeah. it's history, yeah. and it's winning. That's and you right. go into other cities, they don't have winning and tradition, and you know all the heroics and the experiences, the World Series, that mm-hmm. the Cardinals have. Mm-hmm. And you put all that together, and like inside, it's meet me at Fred Bird, outside, yeah. meet me at the Musial Statue. It's yeah. all these little things. That make Cardinal Nation yeah. and the franchise what it is. And, you know, we have such a fantastic fan base, the best fans in baseball in the country. Don't change it. It's right. working. I'm going to catch you sometime in that 3 to 5 o'clock hour when Smash Daily changes times here on WBGZ. That's Ed Wheatley with appreciation, my friend. All right. Have a good weekend, buddy. All right. That's a great commercial. That's a lifestyle commercial right there. Speaking about lifestyle, you want to make sure your lifestyle is insured. That's why I'm turning you on to Gerard Fisher, G-E-R-A-R-D, Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, GerardFisher.com. I'm talking about American family insurance. Got to insure your lifestyle and everything about it. So I don't know, Smash, I, I... I don't understand this. That's why, if you don't understand that stuff, you go to Gerard Fisher. Let him tell you what you got going right now. In fact, you might be overpaying. You might be underpaying. You might need more of this, less of this. He gives that information to you for free. All right. Well, of course he does. He wants my business. Well, of course they all do. They want your business. 
I'm just turning you on to the best business. All right? That's Gerard Fisher, American Family Insurance, G-E-R-A-R-D, GerardFisher.com. Smash Daily, here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. SmashDaily.com. I tell you what, if you're doing that home decorating yourself, you do it yourself right. They call it DIY now. If you're a contractor, guy who builds subdivisions, maybe just a few barns here and there, I got everything you need over there at Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Out there in uh, East Alden on Shamrock. They've been there f- for 80 years. Is that wild? That's because family takes care of family. And for the River Bend, this is where people go because they know not only going to get the right equipment, the right materials, the right supplies, everything else, for no matter what size project it is, they're going to get the right expertise backing that up. Because sometimes you, you're going to buy something and you don't know this about that or that about this. That's nice to know you got folks over there at Fisher Lumber who are there to help you at no charge. All right? Let's turn you on. This is the weekend. You're doing just doing you you do it yourself style or doing a big time style. All right. Take advantage of the fact that you have opportunity at fisherlumber.com to enhance your everything. Smash, smash, digging a smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Smash, smash, dig the smash. Smash, smash, I'm digging the smash. Hey, going to close it up here, at least uh, for my one year, at that 4 to 6 o'clock time slot. Next Wednesday, I ain't going to be here on my dear Tuesday. Wednesday, Smash Daily begins, and that's going to be happening at a point known as 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., that's when the show does go. And, of course, to this point, I appreciate uh, my man Lolo. On the production side, I appreciate the commander. On the management side, I appreciate everybody on the every side for making it possible for me to be here a year. I didn't even know what this was going to be, but it's been a year. And now I'm sliding into a really, really fantastic time slot, 3 to 5 p.m. That can lend itself to all kinds of everything as far as providing for you on the radio is concerned, as it will always be the case. You may dig it, you may not dig it, but it'll always be provision. Why? Because it's cool. Papa Smash saying, thank you, River Bend, for letting me be here. Wednesday, 3 o'clock. Catch you then. It's the weekend. Hey, hey, Smash here. Certainly hope you had yourself a magnificent week with us. Smash daily, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z. Weekend is here, baby. The weekend is here. Have yourself a good one. No matter what that one happens to be, as for me, I, until Monday, am G-O-H-N gone. So gone, I was not even here. Have a great weekend.